This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. My farms are in Clay County, Iowa, which rate moderate drought, D2, on the drought monitor map. There are two degrees of drought worse than that, which is extreme drought, D3, and exceptional drought, D4, with Carroll, Iowa, the epicenter of D4. I did my Friday crop tour, and after seeing what moderate drought looks like, I would sure hate to see what the crops experiencing extreme and exceptional drought look like. In my region, under moderate drought, I could see the difference in what $8,000 an acre land, $10,000 an acre land, and $12,000 an acre land look like. Crops on the $8,000 an acre land are dead and dying. The crops on $10,000 an acre land are not going to make it through the heat next week. And $12,000 an acre land was still holding but going on fumes. Current conditions bring back memories of 1976 to me. My wife and I left in August for a vacation in Wisconsin, and a little over a week later we returned home and was surprised to find how crops had deteriorated. When we left, they were still green. When we got home, they were fired halfway up. The drought brought an early end to the growing season, and we didn't need any drier gas. Yields vary greatly due to soil types. Pro-Farmer estimates the Iowa corn crop will yield 177.8 bushel per acre, compared to USDA at 202. That is off 12% from the USDA August estimate, the equivalent of 328 million bushels, of a crop that is continuing to deteriorate. The small portion of Iowa not in drought is in southern Iowa, where they grow the least corn. Nearly half of Iowa is in extreme drought. They see Minnesota at 195 bushel per acre, compared to USDA at 197. That lives up to their high crop condition ratings as the best in the country. The South China Morning Post says that China faces a grain supply gap of 130 million metric ton by 2025. Their corn supply gap is already here, with the Post estimating their corn supply gap at 16.68 million metric ton in the next marketing year. Rumors are that such estimates are far understated. China has bought 6 million metric tons of U.S. corn for 2020-21 so far, and there are trade rumors that they will boost U.S. purchases to 20 to 30 million metric ton in coming months, as well as buy 10 million metric tons from Ukraine. Corn is $8 a bushel in China, so ours is an unbelievable bargain. This size corn purchases would give them a boost forward toward their Phase 1 commitment. It would also go a long way toward lightening a very heavy U.S. corn balance sheet. The potential Chinese demand is well above what the trade in USDA are forecasting, so as a reason to store 2020 crops. In our Comstock Brazilian weekly update from Matthew Cruz, Brazilian soybean prices are about $10.50 per bushel at the Port of Santos. There are very few transactions being done at this point because most of the crop has been bought, sold, processed, or exported. We estimate that there is less than 10 million metric tons of soybeans in farmer storage, less than the usual 20 million metric ton or so at this time of year. This is good news for the lucky few who still have beans in storage in Brazil, as they can probably name their price at this point. The exchange rate has weakened in the last couple of weeks from 5.4 to 5.64 hay to the dollar. 45% of soybeans have been sold already for the next crop, which is a historically high percentage there. They are six weeks away from beginning planting. 
Each time that they make a sale, the market has gone higher, and so farmers are now reluctant to make more sales. This is usually when greed takes over. Brazilian farmers have seen prices only go higher the last two years and are becoming reluctant at locking in profitable prices, believing it can go higher still. On the cattle, USDA releases a cattle on feed report Friday afternoon. There was little additional progress in getting packers to bid up from $1.06. Again, it is not because they couldn't afford to, as the beef product market has been surging on Labor Day demand. Beef export demand was okay too at 19.6 thousand metric ton. Most of that went to the regular customers, Japan and Korea. There's a lot of feedlot interest in hedging live cattle futures when they close the chart gaps left last February. Who wants to buy October live cattle at 112.42 to fill the chart gap? I think that the feeder cattle have acted somewhat toppy. They diverged from live cattle from making new highs. The corn crop will not be as big as once expected. Feed cost slaughter has been up 3.5%. Drought may have some impact on that, but so does rancher cash needs. They can sell a cow and keep a heifer and minimize the replacement cost right now. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-11. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.